0: I'm Mike Brady, and this is the PowerCast. Good morning. It's another edition of the PowerCast brought to you by our company, CCPS. I'm Mike Brady. I'm one of the co-founders of CCPS, and what we are is an electrical power infrastructure management company. We help facilities... Keep their important things powered, and we do that by focusing on your electrical reliability in the form of maintenance and preventative maintenance programs. We do it in the form of uh, following the NFPA 70E in regards to safety, electrical safety in the workplace. We make sure that your your sites are staying compliant and keeping your people safe. Um, and then we also do that by helping you from a financial standpoint, right? By by helping you build your budgets, maintain your budgets, and um, plan for um, for things that are upcoming to, to make sure that we keep your buildings online. So that's CCPS in a nutshell. And what we do with the PowerCast on a daily basis is just give you a little bit of information each and every day that you can take with you into your facilities, um, little, little things for your tool belt that you can just hopefully find some value in and use them out inside your facilities. And And what we're doing now, right now, is going through the NFPA 70B, which is the recommended practice for electrical equipment maintenance. And, you know, if you've been in the facilities in the infrastructure uh, game for for quite a bit, you've probably been a part of of electrical maintenance shutdowns and uh, planning for them and carrying them out. And then maybe uh, on the the backside, um, coming out of those electrical... Um, maintenance shutdowns and, and developing plans to replace or repair equipment um, as a result of, of the maintenance tasks that have been performed, right? So what what I'll do today is run through Chapter 6.8 of the NFPA 70B, which is titled Outsourcing of Electrical Maintenance. And uh, I'll just go ahead and give the guidelines that, that uh, the NFPA 70B lines out. Uh, there's, there's really nine bullet points that uh, they say... You know, um, they describe in the process for a facility to request the services of qualified contractors to perform maintenance on electrical equipment. so it gives you the, the basically the elements of the contract for outsourcing the electrical maintenance. Um, I'm sorry, the elements in a contract for outsourcing electrical maintenance. um, And and it lines out the nine items that it should include. But uh, um, these are the nine essential items, but obviously there could be more. So I'll run through these nine items that they say are are essential contract elements for uh, outsourcing maintenance on electrical equipment. Uh, Number one is you need to clearly define the work scope. What's included, what's not included, along with the equipment, specifications on any new or replacement parts and the time periods in which the activities are to be performed, right? Um, Number two is let's determine if there's a performance-based or detailed, which means step-by-step specification, right? Number three, determine which safety and maintenance codes and standards are to be followed, including appropriate permits, um, number four, and let me back up. I'm running through the contract elements, right? When you go to, to request service from an outside vendor to do uh, maintenance on electrical equipment, um, these are the things that you need to include in your contract to make sure that you're clearly specifying to, to any potential contractors um, what services they are to include, right? Right. So, um, you know, number four again was, or number three was the safety. Which codes are you going to follow? Safety and maintenance codes. Um, Make sure that you clearly line that out. Number four is determine the methodology of pricing. Are you going to to create a contract that's a lump sum contract or is it going to be a unit price? Um, That's important to determine and um, make sure that any... Any contractors that you are reaching out to are, are pricing it uh, the same way. That way you can comp- uh, get a comparative. View there. Uh, number five: Determine the qualifications of potential contractors and develop and maintain a list of such. Right. So, you definitely want to do your due diligence and make sure that these contractors uh, do have a, a resume of such uh, with with good reviews. Um, and, and you know, you can feel free to ask for referrals and reach out to, to other properties that uh, the, these companies have have been a part of those these maintenance programs with. So. Um, obtain number six, obtain appropriate liability insurance coverage and warranty information. Um, this is, this is pretty standard and you guys know that, uh, uh, you, you can't have uh, contractors or, or, or third party vendors on site that aren't uh, carrying the proper uh, liability coverage or insurance coverage. And um, that's, that's really important to, to, to make sure, even going into the whole bid process, right, to make sure that everybody that's even bidding on it's qualified. Um, number seven, assemble the appropriate up-to-date and accurate facility and equipment specific documents such as, but not limited to the following, right? Facility one-line diagrams. Almost always you're going to get the contractors asking you for the one-line diagram. They use this to get equipment counts. They use it to kind of, you know, uh, give a, a good estimate and a bid, um, The second thing is facility layout drawings show the locations of the substations and the major electrical equipment, right? So a a facility map that shows you, okay, I know that substation A is going to be next to closet C in the third floor, right? It needs to be some kind of a layout map for them to clearly um, determine where everything is. Um, And then the third thing is facility equipment list, right? If a facility drawings show equipment, facility drawings may be used in lieu of the specific equipment lists. But um, if you do have equipment lists, places that you could find them are, are on the arc flash analysis and short circuit coordination study. If you have any infrared uh, inspection reports, those typically have equipment lists attached to them. But a uh, facility equipment list would be great to be able to provide these these uh, companies in order for them to give you an accurate uh Accurate bid or proposal. Um, another thing is equipment manufacturers' requirements, right? So every piece of equipment is going to have recommended um, recommended uh, service and uh, manufacturer specifications and requirements. Um, so make sure that if, if you do have these, that they're available for your contractors. Um, And then a risk assessment, right? A short-circuit analysis and time-current coordination studies on each piece of equipment. Uh, If this isn't up-to-date, then this is something that you should probably work towards moving in the direction of getting that up-to-date. But uh, every piece of electrical equipment should have a risk assessment uh, associated with it. So um, that's pretty important. Um, the, The eighth thing that you want to include in your contracts... Are uh, You need to include a a pre-bid or negotiation walkthrough, right? So that any interested parties can come out and see the equipment, talk to you. Um, You can interview them. Use this as a time to kind of gauge their um, expertise, excuse me, and, um, you know, use this time accordingly to to have them take a thorough look at the property um, and all the equipment associated with that contract. And number nine, uh, the thing you want to include is conduct a post-work walkthrough, right? When this is all said and done, make sure in your contract you have specifying that you are going to require a post-work walkthrough to verify proper completion of the scope. And then go over and review the written report, right, from the contractor, because the contractor is going to provide you with a a a book essentially, a, a report book of all of the findings, um, that, that they have as a result of their, uh, electrical maintenance. And, and these findings should include any repair recommendations, replacement recommendations, or any other recommendations. Um, so make sure in the contract, you clearly specify that you want a, a post-work walkthrough or meeting, uh, to verify the completion of the work and to, to review any of that stuff. Um, the, the NFPA 70b is, is just full of a wealth of information and and if, if you'd like a copy of it uh, feel free to reach out to me at Mike at ccpspower.com. Uh, it's a lot of information I don't you know I don't expect anybody to go through and memorize everything um, but what we try to do at the Powercast is cover every single piece of it, so that uh, you can have it in audio format and you know, uh, kind of find stuff as you need it. But uh, the NFPA 70B again is the recommended practice for electrical equipment and maintenance. And um, there's in the back of it, um, in the annex H, is a is a complete list of sample forms that are uh, basically equipment maintenance record forms that uh, any contractor should be using a a similar form, if not that exact form, um, to to keep records of the maintenance on your equipment. So that's it for today. Uh, If you've got any questions at all, please feel free to reach out to me at mike at ccpspower.com or you could find me on LinkedIn. DM me there on linkedin.com slash in slash pro. Or you can even send me a message here on the Anchor app, an audio message. All you got to do is subscribe or download the Anchor app, subscribe to the podcast, and then um, you can send me an audio message. So uh, that's it. I hope you guys have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the PowerCast by CCPS. I'm Mike Brady.